Good night. Uh, good morning. Good evening. We're good night. We're done already. I'm so tired. It's 2021. I know, man. October. 2020 rolled into 2021, and I still haven't caught up yet. We're almost to 2022. Oh, what's that year going to hold? Mm. Actually, don't want to ask. Yeah, but bite that your does tongue. Kind of lead into our first topic for the night. Um, it's a little rough to watch the evening news. Uh, well, the news any part of the day, actually. Um, and not to start off on a downward note, but we've got a lot of supply chain shortages, mandates, loss of labor force, loss of voter integrity, border issues, inflation. Like we could, we could go down. We could go down cetera, and, and right. on and on. And our point is not to discuss those specific no. issues by any stretch, or our opinions on those. Right. That's a different radio show, and we're not. It, there. Well, you're right. We'll, we'll um, probably get there eventually. But but our discussion tonight is what is your biblical opinion on how to face these kinds of issues challenges changes that we are seeing on the regular in america today very good uh, so um j just as a caveat very quickly we did have a brh last week but we were not able to record it because uh brother brad was uh, quarantining uh like a good uh young man, and he's here with us tonight, so we praise God for that, so that's why we're able to get this on, but we wanted to also recognize our new guy, because we did that last week, but not, you know, yeah, not um, officially. We'll say then, welcome back again, um, and our new panel includes Ryan Mayberry, the, the famous, um, <laughs> infamous, the, yeah, the, the pot dis disturber, yeah, pot there you go. He's great. We're really, really happy to have him. So if you hear a new voice and you've listened before, uh, we have Tom is working in Awana. It's uh, his time to shine in games with those kids, so pray for him. Um, it's hard to tell him from the kids. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. That is a problem. He's uh, two inches taller than yep, the kids. Eye level for some of them, but That's right. he's having a good time with the Awana kids and helping out with that. So we have Ryan joining us, and we're really happy for it. So Amen. And then good as usual, you, you've got yes. Ben and Gavin and, and I'm Tara. Tara. And Amen. you keep having me back, and I keep being baffled, but here yeah. we are. So we tried to figure out, are we seven years into this? Anybody know how many years we've done BRH? I'd say we're at least seven. Uh, but uh, So anyway... Back to the topic at hand. How do we handle all these issues that are going on? I mean, these are life-changing issues. They're issues that if they don't go away or get fixed will change our lives forever. It will change the uh, quality of life. It will change uh, a lot of the uh, enjoyment of life, however you want to say it. doesn't mean, though, that we're relegated to a bad life. Uh, and I think that that's extremely important for us to remember as Christians. Uh, I'm going to kick it off here to Ryan, Gavin, and Tara here in just a moment because, I mean, I've, I've got a thing of notes that I could take up the time. I don't want to do that. With that said, um, joy is a relationship with Jesus Christ that is not affected by outward circumstances. I cannot stress that enough. That is one of those phrases. It's probably in the top three. The top one right now would be uh, my only source of significance and security is Christ and Christ alone. Well, and that naturally feeds into, so as a result, true joy is a relationship with Christ that's not affected by our circumstances. So irregardless of who the president is, I can have a wonderful day today. I can be full of joy. No, no matter what my bank account looks like, I'm good. I'm going to live forever. Uh, I, I'm, I've, I've got an 
you know, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I've got the Word of God to guide me. I've got the Church of God to fellowship and encourage me and such of that nature. So uh, I think that as a Christian, you must go to that. You must bow to the truth of that, if you will, each day, or you will get depressed. You will start hoarding. You will start prepping. Not and I'm not saying those that. things are wrong. <laughs> but you will look to those things instead of Jesus, and that is wrong, in my humble opinion. Uh, and so uh, with that said, uh, Ryan, Evan, Tara, somebody. Take Go ahead, Ryan. You're up. All right. Well, I think really it's important. I've got a few angles on this, right, but sure. it's important to pay attention to what's going on because yeah. it's really easy, like, to just go home after work and just sit on the couch, vegetate. Bury your head in the sand. Yeah. Like, I like playing video games. Is that really, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really easy to just go home, play my video games, and get back up and go to work the next day. But that's not okay. It's I mean, not okay. it's not wrong all the time, but you got to pay attention to what's going on. And it's not just a matter of, you know, like, financially, things are going down the drain or anything. Like, like reality is under attack itself. Right. You know, transgenderism. Truth. You know, right. a man can become a woman, things like that. Like... It's not, it's reality itself. It's not right. just some external thing that doesn't matter. Correct. The, the, the very foundations that we have built our lives upon yeah. are, are at stake. Uh, you, you bring up, essentially, it's, it's not okay to bury your head in the sand. Uh, so I've got two biblical examples here, uh, the men of Issachar and then the people at Berea. First uh, Chronicles 12, 32 uh, and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. I, you know, to me, that's always been an encouragement to, quote, unquote, be a man or woman of Issachar. That, that you, that's your practice. That's one of your disciplines. You try to stay up with the times. I, I've had people, and I think they were, they were well-meaning when they said it, and they were sincere, but basically they said, I don't pay attention to all that. just depresses me. Well, oh, okay, I, I, I see a certain angle of that. With that. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but then you get, Same. yeah, but then you get back to, but, but that's not okay. But you, it's, it's not avoidable. Like right. You can choose not right. to watch the evening news as I do, choose right. not to watch it, right. but you're, I'm still 100% aware you of what is going on. You have your fingers on the pulse it's, of what's going on, right. You, can't, you have other ways to. You'd have to never leave your house, never turn right. on the TV, never read an email. You'd have to really go off the grid to not know what's well, going on. Because we have to ask ourselves, does God want us to influence this culture? <laughs> he does. Well, the only way for us to influence the culture is know where the culture is going mm -hmm. and the such. The other verse is these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. And that's the men and women of Berea. Gavin, did you, were you going to say something? Yeah, so multiple things. Uh, several scriptures came to mind while we're talking there. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth mm -hmm. himself, but a simple man passes on not punishment. That, that is the person that just puts their head in the sand and yeah. they're not going to pay. Um, so you're, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, Prepare for what you can prepare for. Trust God for the rest. You always want to be the resource when it comes to a crisis, if that should come. We should be already a resource of emotional stability. Love, power, and a sound mind are ours for the taking. Uh, we ought to be the, the resource for that in a country that's throwing off all the moorings of reality that we've uh, embraced for 200 plus years. So, 
I think God's people should be the resource on every level, the, the personal support, the, the strength of character, the strength of, of um, integrity. And if a crisis happens, we've got the resources. We, we can get resources to people that need it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the, in, in a crisis, our greatest resource besides our relationship with Jesus Christ is each other. Amen. And we have to be watching out for each other. We have to be a resource for our neighbors. I mean, to be a neighbor, uh, as Jesus describes it, we have to be ready to come to their need. And you can't do that if you haven't prepared. So some right. preparing, yeah. um, but that shouldn't own you. Uh, right. It shouldn't own you there. Right. So, well, and I mean, because it's you may not be preparing that for you. You may be preparing it for... I, I can't tell you how many times I marveled at some of the things that I felt... And I don't even, I can't even say I was impressed to get it. It just, I, before the last uh, crisis for hand, hand sanitizer and toilet paper, I never ran out. I just had happened to. You started it. I just, um, <laughs> maybe I Someone saw you coming out of Costco or Sam's with 20 two, packages two, two of, toilet of toilet paper. paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Supposedly, so, it's starting again. Go ahead, Terry. Well. I think, you know, my stronghold's been fear. I have not shied away from that by any stretch. But I think instinctively when we see these things happening, there's a bit of fear, a little yeah, bit of panic. I've got to prep, i got to prepare. Um, I heard this awesome analogy, uh, and it really resonated with me because the preacher used Disney World. <laughs> and um, he said that, uh, you know, they were on a trip to Disney World, and it was – a past the normal time they would eat dinner and his kids were like dad aren't we gonna eat and he's thinking do you know how much money it costs to put your shoes standing in this place in time do you think i stood in 105 degree heat here for two hours to ride dumbo for 30 seconds do you think i went to all this trouble for you and i'm not gonna take Fe care of your basic you. needs right. and he said i couldn't help but think does god think that about us like, I have moved heaven and earth for you. I whispered the universe into motion with my breath. Do you think I'm not going to take care of your needs for one minute, that I'm going to let you go without food, without water, without basic necessities? Um, so I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, God has promised that. Matthew uh, chapter 6, where he talks about, you know, the birds of the air. They don't, they're not storing up anything. They're they know God's going to take care of them. Um, and are we not much more precious to him than a bird? Um, so I always have to go back to that. I'm not a prepper. I would be the first to go in Hunger Games. I've said it many times. I know it to be true. Um, but I still have to I, I still have to hold to the fact that uh, God's going to, he's going to take care of our needs, no matter how Amen. ugly this all gets. Um, two things also come to mind is we talked about in places like China where the Christianity has grown exponentially because they meet underground, because mm -hmm. they are under communist rule, mm -hmm. because they have had religious freedom stripped and persecution. Right. Yeah, they're, they're growing exponentially with their faith in China. Mm -hmm. I hope we don't get to that, but if right. we do, it might be what America needs to turn back to right. Christ. Um, that was one thought. The other thought um, was just... Basically, I'd already, you know what, I already hit it, so my, forgive my me. My panic attack comes when I'm no, my, my priorities are upset. So I, I get panicked. Am I, am I in the right place? Am I in the right attitude? Am I doing the right thing? 
in that passage of scripture I was trying to find, it's in Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Seek ye first the kingdom of God mm. and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When I reset my attitude and my focus, then the peace should come that exactly what you said, God's not going to leave me stranded. Is that, that Matthew 6.33? It is. Yeah. Um, don't let circumstances steal your joy. Right. And that is a saying my dad has said repeatedly, mm. and it used to make me mad because sure. he would say it when I was like, when you were, when you were I needed, having your joy steal. So. I needed more than a you know cliche <laughs> saying right now, but it's not. It's the truth. Don't let circumstances steal your say joy. Amen. It's Matthew six twenty five through thirty three. The whole section there. All there you anxiety. go. There you go. So uh, and, and we have visited this, and honestly, you know, mm. when I look at. The stuff that we do through the year, a lot of these topics we did last year, we did the year before last, well, but, but they're still current. Uh, you, you should have a plan. Right. If you are on certain medications, nothing wrong with making sure you've got supplies of That's that. Right. I mean, there's things right. that are good and, and worthwhile prepping, but it can't be your, it can't be your sense of salvation. Correct. It can't be your sense of safety. Security. And one of the things that, that I was just going to point out um, is that I, I, I'm curious, Tara, was one of the and I know it's a daily battle, but was one of the fixes to some of your particularly low times more exposure to the word? You see what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. You know, just soaking in that. Uh, and and I, th I think that that's the key, you know, because un un unless revelation's not going to happen for still several hundred years, it's going to get worse. It, it's not going to get better. It, it's going to get worse. If we truly are in the end times, it's not going to get better on a circumstantial level. So how do we, you know, prepare for it? Well, we've said it, you know, you transcendent cause. Seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, and, and all these things that we've said are just so key. Uh, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through, you know. So. Oh, well, that was the one my mom would always say. We're just pilgrims passing through. There you Tara. go. Like, Wayfaring oh, strangers. Man, mom, I'm... <laughs> 20 years I'm, old I'm and I'm in college, I, I need something yet. else. I'm nervous. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, um, kind of back in the last election we had, and there were some low points uh, with some of those outcomes, and my, I can remember my husband and I talking about this, and I said, I feel like I should be more upset, but honestly, this feels like we're pointing closer it made heaven sweeter to me. It Amen. made the. It just made me think th these things are going to happen. Things are going to be unfair. Things are. There's a. Right. There's a progression, and we're moving towards that progression. And normally that would scare me, but instead I'm a little bit more excited because I'm thinking, hey, we're getting closer to home. Right. So, and, and we got just a little bit of time, uh, and this is setting up the next segment perfectly. I'll say this: that I had a conversation uh, a while back. And basically, the person was trying to point me, quote, unquote, to the reality that there's just fewer and fewer and fewer people practicing the type of Christianity, if you will, biblical Christianity, that, that I am purporting. And they were taking that as a sign that maybe Christianity is just a phase. You see, everybody's waking up. Everybody's becoming more enlightened and smarter. They didn't say the word, but that's what, where we were going. And, you know, at some point, Christianity is just going to be something in the past. And I, I didn't get to say it because it just wasn't the right time. <laughs> but here is what the Holy Spirit was telling me. I predicted that in the word of God. <laughs> in the end times, there will be a falling away. And so 
it's so predictable and so sad and so devilish for the devil to deceive so many people, but then make them think, we're waking up. We're getting smart. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Denying thereof. the power thereof. That, that's right. That my my opinion, that power is the presence of God. Yeah. God's person. And how do you get God's person? Righteousness. And this world has turned its back on righteousness. And as a result, they've turned their back on any meaning. That, that's right. Yeah. 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 Amen. yeah. Amen. And there's kind of been a push, too. I hear this more and more that the Bible is... Was it was for back then? It, that's right. not relevant right. to where we are yeah. right now. That's yeah. a common thread. That's right. It's an ancient book. That's really a pretty old argument too. I'm trying to remember exactly how John Lennox put it. A brilliant mathematician, way smarter than I'll ever understand. But he said that basically understanding science doesn't disprove God any more than understanding internal combustion disproves the existence of Henry Ford. You know, just because we understand what he did doesn't mean. There you go. That, well, I don't see how that explains him away. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's right. like man has, has grabbed the power of knowledge and claimed it. So for their, we for understand this. It can't be God. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to break and do something that we usually do, like a take it or leave it, or I'm just saying, but I bird this brainchild, and I think it's awesome. Uh, my favorite Marvel movie, and I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to be judged, but if you recognize this part of the movie, you are super cool. But there is a Marvel movie, and in it they say there's two types of people in this world, those who dance and those who don't dance. And growing up Baptist, I thought that was hilarious. No doubt. Because uh, I might have been born Baptist, but I came into this world shaking a leg. Can't help it. Uh, but so I was thinking it'd be fun if we said, made up our own, there's two types of people in this world. So I want to go first. Go for it. There's two types of people in this world, those who hit the snooze button and those who don't. Ben, are you a hit the snooze button I hit or it don't? Every day. Oh, I live to hit it. I love it. I set my <laughs> alarm earlier just, yeah, just so, so I can, I can hit. hit the snooze button. That's, That's my right. Favorite thing. <laughs> I, I doubled down on that. I set my clock. Fast, so I'm 10 minutes fast, and I hit this new button. So I got like 20 minutes. Oh, that's next level. Stacking it up. Sounds like I'm the odd man out. I can't, I can't hit the snooze. It gotta get up. When it goes off, you're up. Yeah, I, I'll even, I would rather get up earlier than my wife. That way, I don't have to hear her multiple alarms. Just like have the. There you go. What an overachiever. Trying to put that together with the coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. I know. Man, how does What in the world? It makes me think. Should I quit drinking coffee? No. No. For sure, no. My husband's like, oh my gosh, no, don't take. That from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare decaffeinate my wife. Uh, very good. Okay, so uh, mine is uh, textured and non-textured, meaning in eating. Oh, do you have a texture issue or I no texture? I do not. Oh, I does don't. not bother. Pretty me. sure I eat everything. Me too. No texture issue. I, and True I didn't know it Baptist. was a thing. Until about mm, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my sister can't. Thing. My sisters can't eat pudding. They'll and I'm like, what? And, yeah. Pudding? Yeah. What? Well, we, we. It doesn't even have a texture. How can we you married a into a family that? that if gristle touches their oh. tongue. Oh. Rich response. Me, I'm, I'm like, wow, more chewing. All right. <laughs> flavor. There's flavor in that gristle. That's right. That's right. Get <laughs> it out of there. Just spit it in your napkin and move on. But no. Yeah. So, so I'm a non-textured person for sure. Man, I struggled with this category because I've got two. Two. So there's, are you doers or followers? Who? And and 
it gets so intertangled because I, I think sometimes of dreamers versus the uh, feet on the ground people. And I got those four groups all mixed up. Like, so you, you could be a doer and a dreamer, yeah. or you could be a dreamer and a, and a uh, follower. So you have, you have all these dreams that you never do anything about, or you have this dream that you do something about and people naturally follow you. So I get all, so are you a doer or a dreamer, or are you a feet on the ground or a dreamer? Mm. That's, that's I'm a doer, I'm not really a dreamer. I would say I, I think of something and I go for it. I don't dream so grand that it's non-achievable. Yeah, see, that's what I struggle with. My dreams sometimes are far exceed my ability to, see, to meet them. I think that's a man thing. I, I really do, and I don't remember who it was, but some guy, you know, it was like a marriage counseling thing, and, and, and it, it set Dawn and I free because I'm a dreamer. I, almost every day I come up with a new dream. 99% of the dreams I come up with I never do. And it took her about 15 years of marriage to realize that. So for 15 years, she's scared to death. I'm going to empty the bank account chasing that dream, you know, and such of that nature. And w she was with me when... God bless that woman. I'm telling you. And, and I said, My dad's a dreamer, so I yeah, totally get that's it. That's it. That's it. I, I don't do 99% of them, but I like to think about it. I, I like to talk about it. I lock onto one and empty that bank account. <laughs> you did. You did. Maple syrup. Se several times. Yeah. <laughs> You emptied it, built it back up, and emptied it again. Uh, yeah, even I can attest to that. That's the reason for the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, Ryan, were you brave enough to try this? Yeah. All right. I, uh, my two types of people were whiners and winners. Oh. Like See, that, uh -oh. that's funny. And I struggled with this. Man, I want to be a winner, but I don't know that I am. I'm kind of in the same boat. I'll let the people around me kind of determine <laughs> how much whining I do. But. Man, I think I'm more of a, like, I eventually get there, but not without whining, so it's kind of a gray area. Hmm. Oh, I, I'm an expert-level whiner. I mean, I, I'm really good at that. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, it's one of those things that, that I have to get in a humble place to admit it. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, you ask my wife, yeah, I, I can be a whiner. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get there, but not without several are we there yet. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Who, who was it that... that uh, started the whole somebody here in the church as far as my exposure to it but you want a little cheese with that wine remember was that bob rapold probably or robert rapold i don't know but one of the i, I never had heard that before oh man you want a little I think cheese I've, with that wine oh i've heard it a long time so maybe i'm a bad a bad whiner Ugh. it gets used a lot on on you that's hilarious whiners and winners well. that's good all my, right. my spiritual gift is sarcasm, so that goes right with the whining. The, the, yeah, yeah no doubt. Right hand in hand. You can't help that you were made this way. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> um, so it's God's fault. It's, <laughs> yes, I got we it. We can all say that about something, Easy. couldn't we? Um, somebody texted in a great scripture and actually will lead really well into our next uh, topic, but uh, they texted in Psalms 121. I lift my eyes to the mm. hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Um, our next topic, and I feel like I, I wish we just had a lot more time to spend on it and re study it and prepare mm -hmm. for it. We can do it, it next week. Um, oh, yeah. But the topic itself is on heaven and how, um, and I feel like as a Christian, I've been a Christian a, a lot of years, as long as I, you know, since I was seven. Um, and I feel like I've, learned very little specifically about what heaven is going to be like other than that it's it's going to be great it's right. going to be filled with joy I, you know you hear it a lot but to actually dig into the scripture i have not done a lot of that in my christian life 
Um, and the question for this topic is how would our life be different if we thought more about the joy waiting in heaven rather than our current situation? And how much do we know about what heaven will be like? And are some people, if they were being honest, afraid that heaven will be boring? So thinking about going to heaven isn't a big thrill. For example, they've got a bucket list of things to do. And, you know, I, I can't, I'm not that interested in going to heaven because I've got all these other interesting things to do. So, mm, you know, heaven's not, I'm not really holding out for that. So what are your thoughts? Gavin and his Sunday school class did the study on heaven by Randy Alcorn. So I was going to, yeah, look at there, he's got the book. Came prepared. There you go. So uh, I'm going to acquiesce to Gavin on this and give him. Ooh, we're well, using big words tonight? Yeah, yeah. Acquiesce I'm gonna means I'm going to submit. <laughs> so so uh, I just brought this as a advertisement for a resource. If you don't have this in your, your library, you need to get it. It is a lexicon of biblical knowledge on heaven and it's from Genesis to Revelation that how heaven's referenced and it was eye-opening the, the verses of scripture that were actually referring to heaven that I never put it together uh, especially in Psalms Psalms refers a lot to heaven and the condition where God is going to restore the earth where God is going to give to the meek of the earth um, its possession and management of it all those things about heaven that are in Psalms that it never really dawned on me. Well, of course God's going to restore all things. Well, that's in heaven. He's going to restore them all in heaven. All things will be restored. All things will be healed. Uh, the, the amount of information in this book I can't recommend enough. And I'm just going to read a couple of sections of it here to give you a taste, if I can get to it here. So this is uh, on what, what does God's eternal kingdom involve? And... God's, he makes the, the point here that heaven is not worldly, but it is earthly. And when huh. God restores everything, yeah. the earth will be involved in that restoration. It's the first thing well, that came to thought, blackberries. This yeah. is part of the point of, I listened to a few sermons on this kind of leading up to it. And that was one of the things that it was shocking to me. Like, he didn't say he was just going to make something new that we've never seen before. Right. He's making what we have here. New. glorified removing and new the curse of the yeah, removing the curse that's right no the the creation is no longer going to travail so i'm thinking i've never been to hawaii i want to see hawaii and i'm like well what will the glorified hawaii look like even it, better it, than what it no already liberal is politicians i'm sorry the, the other that <laughs> he makes that the, one off also makes the, yeah i'll have to mark the tape he also makes the point that earth was designed created as a worship a tabernacle the the entire yes. earth yeah. is, is a worship um this is a, this is a stage, sanctuary stage for worship when you get into the wild or into hawaii and you see its beauty you naturally want to say oh my gosh there's this is a wonderful creator somebody did a wonderful job in creating this this the uh sunrise in the mornings i see friends posting that on facebook i, I think man god you did a great job on sunrise this morning God's creation was designed as a stage for worshiping him and interacting with him. Um, the gardens, uh, reference to Adam walking with God in the cool of the day, um, just supports that. Um, so let me read what Spurgeon wrote about heaven, and this uh, chapter refers more of, uh, on the topic that is talked about there, it refers more to it that 
heaven is going to be earthly. It won't be worldly, but it, it will be earthly. And this is uh, Spurgeon's. An old theologian once said, who chides a servant for taking away the first course of a feast when the second course consists of a far greater delicacy? Who then can regret that this present world passes away when he sees that an eternal world of joy is coming? The first course is grace, but the second course is glory. And it is as much better as the fruit is better than the blossom. I thought that was very eloquently put. I think, too, uh, and and this is not meant or said to be hateful. It is said to be introspective. If you, and I was one of those at one time, if you're one of those people that you're a little bit leery of getting excited about going to a place that you don't know what's going to happen, you're fearful that you're going to be bored, I think that's a fair worry, thought, or emotion. But it is a worry, thought, and emotion of an immature Christian. And you, you need to launch into God's word for yourself. You need to feed yourself because, and, and I'll say it, in my humble opinion, I know it was for me. It's a person that has not worshipped deeply. When you start worshipping deeply, three million, hundred million lives are not going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough. And so, praise God, we've got an eternity to take in the earthly sanctuary that God has built and worship him in it. And we're going to serve. We're going to be busy uh, and such of that nature. Uh, I mean, very honestly, the first thousand years is going to be a hoot. <laughs> and the, uh, in my humble opinion. The image that will be on a, on a cloud strumming a heart with our, our head yeah. over Shooting off little right. arrows. The, he makes the point that he feels like that image is straight from hell, that Satan has advertised for heaven and made it a very, uh, you know, the people up there are going to be too stiff and too... Right. Um, Hello, dull, brother, how yeah, art thou? Yeah, dull to be interacting. But he makes the point that that image is probably from Satan himself. He- heaven is not going to be less than earth. You're, you're not going to have... He makes the, the point that there's probably going to be professional sports in, in heaven. No doubt. So, and that was something that this pastor said um, about teaching your children about heaven. Like, don't tell your kids going down a water slide, get this in now because you won't be able to do anything fun Amen. like this in heaven. No, this will be even more fun in heaven. And I was thinking the most enjoyable thing I've done on this planet recreationally has been whitewater rafting. Yeah. Hands down, best experience of my life. Would do it again tomorrow if given the opportunity. And then I was thinking, so I love that. So wasn't up there? Cool. Going to need Sorry, a little motion <laughs> sickness medicine before we try that one again. Sorry. Uh, but the whitewater rafting went well. No vomit. Uh, really good time. And I w- was thinking even heaven, that will be even more enjoyable. He said he's making... All things new. Right. And that's all things. So when I think, you know, boring is part of our fallen body. It's part right. of our fallen mindset. It's part of our sin nature. Um, there's no boredom in heaven. In my opinion, that's just me having an opinion about it. I can't point right. you exactly right. that, but I feel like, why we, would there be boredom in heaven? We have an infinitely creative God. We, we could spend all of eternity discovering his creations and, his, and him. That's so. right. Well, and, and, and let me say this, too. Uh, in my humble opinion, uh, the whole boring thing, that's an immature person all, all around. 
you know, and, and that was me for years and years and years because I was like selfish. E eternity? Gosh, that's right. like goes right. on and on and on. Right. What, what are we going to do? You can't explain everything that you're going to do. It, it, it's going to blow your mind. And I like that whole concept of more. It should. Mm. One fellow. Less. Yeah. A lady come up to a preacher and said, uh, do you think I'll know who my husband was? And he looked at her and said, well, do you think we're going to be dumber in heaven than we are here? <laughs> yeah. well, well, no. Okay. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to know everybody there. In fact, we're, we're going to know everybody. We're going to know Jesus as we are known. So, yeah. Ryan, I think you hit your 10-word count in the first segment, <laughs> oh, yes. so I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Got anything to add? Uh, well, it gives people hope, and yeah. a lot of people need that right now. No I'm doubt. a big proponent of... You know, the cure for depression is not happiness, it's meaning. And hey, man. It, it, really, good. it really gives you a lot of meaning to know that there's something beyond That's right. toiling here, you know. Right. Go, going back to the political stuff, like there's just so much scheming and just evil, and the hope of a place without that is great. So Amen. if we have that and the other people don't, then that gives us meaning to give to them and then them something that they just don't even... They wouldn't even understand. Exactly. Right. Two, two passages of Scripture, can I share them? Please. Yeah. Uh, 1 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us... I'm sorry, that's not the right passage. Uh, this is Ephesians 3, 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. There's, there's a, a bar that's set there. We don't even understand yet what God can do for us. The other passage of Scripture, which I, didn't, I cut and pasted the wrong passage of Scripture... I hath not seen nor hath the ear heard what God has prepared for those who love him. Um, again, we haven't even set our eyes upon uh, the potential or heard uh, anything like what it's going to be in heaven um, that he's preparing for us. And I believe that verse applies to earth too. It doesn't say in heaven. It said for those who love him. And that can start even here. You can see and know, experience, experience things that you never could have foreseen. Did you read the one, uh, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared? I did not. Okay. Uh, so, so, you know, for the folks that are struggling, being persecuted, the folks in China and, and the such, uh, the Muslim countries, uh, Paul says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Remember, that word glory means weight. When we get to heaven, we're going to understand the weightiness of heaven. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to witness the redemption of our body. Now, as we all get older, Ooh. our body groans. I, I, I would, you know, if automatically. It, <laughs> yeah, automatically. Like you wake up and it already hurts, and all you did if was I could, sleep. Like I wore, all I did was sleep last. What in the that's world? right. <laughs> if I wore PJs, I would do a video of what it looks like when I get out of bed. I mean, I look like an eighty-year-old man. You know, trying to get my ankles. So many to work. word pictures. There. I know, <laughs> I know, and that terrible. Don't go so, too far. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, and and then you know, at, at eight p.m. you see this virile, you know, massive, awesome guy going. Uh, it took me all day to get to this point. But Randy was it, demonstrating. It, I think Randy was demonstrating. <laughs> <laughs> so if we've got time and nobody else has anything to say, is everybody ahead, everybody said what they want to say? I go have ahead. Two short things. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, one was on um, just. The a really good analogy, and that's like with labor pain, which you wouldn't know. Well, none of us having, can relate. Having mm -hmm. a, we submit to right, we well, acquiesce. You know, like having, having labor Three. pain and having, you know, bir the birthing process is incredibly painful. But as soon as you hold the baby, 
you have such you joy. It. It's not like you forgot right. how bad the pain is. You just don't care anymore. Your yeah. joy, Wrote it off. your joy is so incredible. And I heard heaven compared to that. Whatever we're suffering now, the joy mm -hmm. in heaven is going to be so unbelievable that none of that is going to matter anymore. Um, I heard another preacher say um, we were doing a. It was on marriage. It was a. But he brought up this little tidbit about heaven that he said it's God's grace on us that we can't see heaven or know what it's going to be like exactly now because we would want to commit holy suicide to get there immediately wow. if we could. It is his mercy on us that we don't see it now because we That's would want point. so badly That's to get there. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And it could breed apathy, too, because you'd be like, well, if that's what I've got here, then this is a waste of time. Yeah. Right, right, right. This is a waste of time. Wow. What? That's that uh, like that. labor pain analogy. I love that. And I have often said that why did God put a curse on bearing children with pain? I, I felt like that was God saying, because now I'm going to have to go through a lot of pain to bear people into eternal life. So th mm. think of the same relief that God has when one's brought into the fold and the rejoicing he has. So women have now that unique experience with God when someone is, when you've given birth and God feels that same joy and uh, relief and that it was worth it feeling uh, when someone comes to a knowledge of him. Amen, good stuff. Uh, a little Bible trivia before I share my little analogy. Uh, the verse that says, I look to the hills from whence my help comes is the same word towards God that he uses when he tells Adam that this is your help meet. Wives are a supernatural help to their husbands. And that word help doesn't carry the same meaning that we think of, well, let me help you. No, no, no. It, it's, it's supernatural. It's powerful. Uh, it's good stuff. So, uh, and I heard that from somebody else, so I can say that. Uh, the analogy that I just stumbled across it reading after a guy uh, about he was the editor of a publishing company for songs. He helped songs for Christianity, for, for churches and stuff. He, he produced hymns and yada, yada, yada. He had writers underneath him and all this stuff. So he was, he was a big wig. And so one of his writers was a missionary. And him and his wife had faithfully served the church, faithfully served the Lord, and when they got to retirement, they still were actively involved in soul winning and churches and all that. But they didn't have much. But they scratched together everything that they had saved, and they built a little cottage. And he hand-built it with some help of friends and such, built his wife a home. They were thrilled to have it. Honestly, probably not even 1,500 square feet, but just a wonderful little home for them to retire and live in. They left for a trip. You know, probably working in a church somewhere. When they came back, it had been broken into and it had burned to the ground. And it, it was guttural. It was, it was hurtful. You know, they struggled. It wasn't too long after that that the husband died. And, and they were pretty well penniless at that point because they had pretty well spent their lives for Christ, had not saved a whole lot, so on and so forth. She was relegated to a senior home. So he went. I mean, these people had sold him songs, you know, and, and helped him do what he does. So he went to visit her to try to encourage He, In his mind, he was thinking, this woman has got to be bummed out. And he walks into her room, and he's talking to her, and he says, 
I hate to bring it up, but I just I feel so bad for you. I feel like we ought to do something. You've got to be so devastated to not even have a home. And he said she just radiated and looked at him and said, no, no, no. Do you understand that we get a new resident almost every week in this home, and I get to share the gospel almost every week with a brand-new person? I can't tell you how many people I've won to the Lord. And right before they check out, I get to tell them about Jesus, and they go to heaven for the rest of the rest of their lives. This is where I'm supposed to be. Amen. Isn't that something? That really is. That's something. That sparked one more thing that I just had a (laughs) mind-blowing experience when I heard this. But they said, put away your bucket list. Mm. All of that is waiting for you in heaven and then some. If you want a new bucket list, put saving other lives, winning people to Christ. Put scratch off everything else and make that your bucket list goal. And you will enjoy everything you know i don't have time to go see the grand canyon well it's going to be even better in heaven so i mean you're not going to miss it so you don't really need a bucket list anymore and no one questioning how it got there right no you don't need the bucket list because you're going to get to still do it you're not going to run out of time on this planet you and you know all things like architecture will be new and brilliant and food like what is glorified ice cream Uh, now we're talking like can we get rid of broccoli already is there any diabetes in heaven i just need to know that praise god All right. So we'll uh, break for either a take it or leave it or an I'm just saying if anybody prepared one. I got I'm just saying I was supposed to have one last week for how my summer summarized my summer. So I've got a a video from you. Oh, here we go. There's me right there in the foreground. Watch this. I have a good idea right now. That's me. It's very similar to what happened at the power wash earlier this week. Not giving up. Try a different way. Whoop. Oh. <laughs> and that is such a picture of my life last summer. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they Take just let that out. guy suffer. So, yeah. yeah. Take your head off. And we laughed at his misery. That's. <laughs> well, he was probably, probably, uh, that was probably initiation. <laughs> Who knows? Ryan, you got one? Well, I started out, I was trying to think of something meaningful, but I couldn't. So I just went with. Uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say. I'm just saying that pineapple does belong on pizza. But then I decided to change it to pineapple enhances pizza. Because I think that's more accurate description. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I do too. I I do too. And if you said that to my daughter, she'd be fighting mad. She is like, fruit does not belong on pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But this is coming from a kid that will only eat pepperoni pizza. So she really hasn't branched out enough to know the difference. No doubt. That should have been a, there's two types of people. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Fruit on pizza and no fruit on pizza. (laughs) But have you ever had one of those fruit pizzas? I mean, it's it's oh, like yeah. cream like, cheese yes, and crust. Yeah. Fruit belongs on that's that pizza. Good. Yeah, well, that's basically dessert. 
but mm -hmm. your sister-in-law brought. Oh, my sister makes that all the time. Yeah, that's like her sister, not your sister. Yeah, so that's sister. her go-to. That's yeah. where I was like, I got introduced to dessert pizza. Amazing. Yeah, it's blackberries the size of quarters. Yeah, it's a cookie. Unbelievable. With like icing and fruit on it. Had an emotional experience with that <laughs> yeah, dessert. It is really study. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the is there diabetes in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it. I hope and pray that we're able to eat the way we want to in heaven because real successful eating is an emotional experience. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it really is. And Gavin was the first one that ever introduced me to that line that he famously says, I spent $18 on a piece of meat. I want it to be an emotional experience. Brad Banderman was in the van. Lord help. That's all we heard for the rest of the week because we were on a week meeting. You can imagine which way that went. Yeah, right. Well, you don't have to imagine. But anyway. And now I can't help think, like, what will glorified filet mignon be in heaven? That's right. See what I'm saying? Take it or leave it. Yeah, I love football, so I had to go with something. Tom Brady will play football until he's 50. Take it or leave it. Yeah, he will. Oh, he's still probably the best quarterback that the Cleveland Browns will ever have. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, he will probably play until he's 50. You mean Tampa? <laughs> Tampa, either yeah. way. Yeah. Well, no, I think he was saying that oh. Cleveland has still not had a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is at 50. No, I follow yeah. you now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I think, he'll, I think he might. He, he might, in fact. Well, he, he's saying he's going to go till 45. Well, he's 43. Yeah. So we know he's going to make it to 45 unless something catastrophic He's going to be has. drawing a well, you know, or what is it, the Social Security so before he retires from football. I think it's safe to say that we either were or still are to some level St. Louis Rams fans. Am I right? No, wrong. No. A bit I, had to, I, had to, a, I dropped him like a bad habit when they well, left. Okay. I was like, but, but, So California, you were, though. Come you, on. you were. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so you either were or It got me through still. college. It was like all I had to hope for so i have to climb over that before i can say anything positive about tom brady but i will say the the longer he go i mean i'm 56 so he's 43 so not too far removed and that dude is still doing things that i gave up on years and years ago thinking about trying the tb12 <laughs> diet i mean yeah. he's got something going about yeah. inflammation and inflammation is a real deal at 56 uh everything hurts you know, every joint hurts and the such. So, I, I don't know. Of course, my problem with that, he don't eat tomatoes. I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are highly There's two inflammatory. People. There's two people I'm in like this world. I'm like kind of they are. put myself on that diet. I didn't know he had a name for it, though. But, TB12. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just looked up what are the most inflammatory foods, and I avoid them like the plague. Yeah. Yeah, tomatoes is one of them. They what are. about fruit pizza? Is it on there? Ooh, well, uh, I'm pretty sure the sugar well, and tomato the, sauce. the gluten and the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Probably fruit, quite a bit of pizza wouldn't have tomato sauce. You could though. have the fruit, but not the pizza. <laughs> yeah, just no throw the cheese. pizza out and eat the fruit. Can I? Do oh, we have this time? Is getting depressing. I can tell a bad. Can I tell a kind of a bad Tom Brady joke? Sure, let's hear it. Uh, it. This is like I heard this actually from a. He's he's a, a Christian. Like he does marriage counseling. He's written books on it and everything. And he was at a marriage counseling weekend on the East Coast before Brady left, and everybody right. loved Brady. Like, right. he oh, can yeah. do no wrong. He, he can he's do handsome, no his right. beautiful wife is, you know, super nice. Right, you right, know, right. Just he's a good winner, role model. Winner. Yeah. He's a winner, not a yeah. whiner, that's right. There's so many similarities be between all of you three well, and him as well. Absolutely. And so the, the joke that weekend at the marriage conference was that a man woke up to his wife beating him with a pillow, and she said, 
And he goes, what? What are you doing? And, and she said, I had a nightmare that you were having an affair with Tom Brady. And, she said, and the guy said, honey, don't be ridiculous. I would never do that to Tom Brady. <laughs> oh. That's good. That's, That's so good. terrible. <laughs> I figure if a, a best-selling Christian author could say it, uh, right. we could laugh at it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. What's your email address? Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. All right. We ready for topic three? Ready or not? We are ready. So you have the final topic. Yeah, ben, but uh, I'll be meet. glad to enlist some uh, discussion from you guys. Uh, with that said, we, we basically set this up with the last topic from the standpoint of a transcendent cause. You know, you said, what if we throw the bucket list out and just try to win our friends, neighbors, and relatives to Christ? You know, what if that became the bucket list? Well, that's what the assessment is all about. The assessment is just trying to get us to take missions uh, serious in our lives. Uh, you know, w one expression that I'm using over and over and over and over, raising the bar. This assessment is to raise the bar of awareness within our churches and the such. So I presented this to uh, the state association. I actually presented it back in May, but, I mean, it was brand new in May, and I had not even assessed the entire church. We had done a Sunday evening, but, but now... Uh, the last Sunday in September, uh, we assessed the entire church, uh, first and second service, and we had a score of 33% uh, mm -hmm. out of a possible 100 on how well uh, we are, where our bar is. So our bar, if you will, out of 100 is at 33. And just questions uh, like, uh, I promote our missions program to our church family by relating prayer requests or reading correspondence to individuals or my Sunday school or Awana class. What? I told my joke wrong. It was Tom Brady's wife, Gazelle Brady. Well, I kind Did of... Did you make that... We figured that, oh, yeah. Because if we're like Tom Brady, we're not going to have an affair with Tom Brady. It's Giselle it's Brady. Gazelle, right. Because yeah. she's a model, and yeah, right, right, that right. was so funny. You that, know what? Go ahead and delete that. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would have been no, so no, no, much more it. funny. Keep it. It was like one of my dad's <laughs> jokes where he messed up the ending, and then it was like, oh. Yeah, the, would have been really good the best joke that. was when you said all three of us were similar to Tom Brady. That that was the best joke. That was no joke, guys. Yeah, or oh, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tom, or uh, not, what's your name, Johnny? His name's Johnny. You need to get this woman some counseling. All right. I have a reasonable understanding as to the mission temperature of the continents in our world. Now, I want you to think about that. There's really nobody probably in our association that has a reasonable understanding as to the mission temperature of the continents in our world. But I, that's, I'm, I'm trying to challenge you. Go out there and get it. Get an understanding of what other mission groups are out there doing, what our mission group is doing and the such. The church I attend supports and promotes the missions effort locally, nationally, and globally. Uh, so then it says rate your involvement. And we didn't get too detailed in this, but the thought is one to ten, uh, ten being you're, you're doing everything you can do, one being you don't, what are you talking about? you know, local, nationally, and globally. Uh, the church I attend has at least one missionary guest speaker each year. So uh, we're going to be having a uh, missionary come on Sunday evening of November the 28th. That's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And then Donnie Parrish is going to be with us in the morning of December the 5th. Donnie Parrish is our LifeWord Executive Director. He's great. He is something to listen to. He's I, he great. did a teen conference, yep. and he is. He's something. Really, truly is. He, he's Mark the, your calendar now yes. to not miss that. He's the fellow that, that, for me, made famous and amens rang throughout the building. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just I thought that I'm going to use I'm that. I'm going to talk to him about that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I've read one missions-focused or training book this year, and, and just stuff like that. But then for me, the most powerful uh, is on the back of the prayer. I actively pray for our missionaries by name at least once per week. So on the back of the pamphlet, because this is, this is a dual set, if you will, you've got the assessment, which is 16 questions on the front and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 questions on the back. Uh, but then the pamphlet basically tries to show you how you can score so much better on the assessment six months later. And so um, the... Uh, on the back of the pamphlet, I've given you a sample of what a prayer list might look like so that the next time you can score really well on all that prayer stuff on the back of the assessment. And uh, all that said, when I presented it, uh, I, I, Stacy, praise the Lord, last week worked her little tail off and she uh, made all of these pamphlets and assessments for all of the churches in the state association and so I took all those packets, some 40 packets, and I passed about half of them out. Uh, and so we'll mail the rest. But the hope is, is that all of our churches will assess themselves every six months, and we will raise the bar of awareness of missions in our churches. The ultimate goal, because I want to read this one to you, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but we weren't recorded. Um, I've got to find it here. Yes. G, under 17, I pray weekly for God to help me be a self-support missionary to my neighborhood and for his church, which I attend. Well, now now you're getting under the spout where the glory comes out. Now you're putting that on your bucket, bucket list. Bucket list, new right? bucket list. Uh, and, and you are going to be a conduit. Now, I, I can't speak for the people in this room or the people that are listening. I, I know what that means to me, especially growing up in a church, and it's not necessarily accurate. So when I would hear that, something like that, that you, you're going to, quote, unquote, go win somebody to Christ, in my mind that was going and knocking on a door and cold turkey, do you know Christ is your Savior? Will you let me introduce you to Jesus Christ? That is really about as foreign to biblical soul winning as you can get. I'm not saying it's wrong. The Holy Spirit is able and capable to help you to do that if that's what he leads you to. It looks so much more like, tell me how things are going in your life, sister, brother, uh, neighbor, work person, you know, whatever the case may be. Building bridges. Hey, hey, I, I heard that your wife is sick. Is there something I can pray for? Is there something I can do? Uh, you know, are you guys okay on food? I mean, helping, building bridges of relationship and such of that nature. As you meet the needs of the people that are in your sphere of influence, God will give you an opportunity sooner or later to say, can I ask you a personal question? You know, but that may be two years down the road. It, it, may, it may be two months down the road or whatever the case may be, but you win a hearing. And, and so ultimately what I'm hoping and praying as we dive into this as a church and as an association is that out of this will come churches planting churches because people will get on fire, you know. And, and, and again, as a preacher, I feel like the issues and the climate of stress and pressure of our world, you know, God's going to use that to speak to us. 
you know, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through, you know. So, okay, Lord, what can I do while I'm passing through to glorify you? And so I, that's my hope. All that said, uh, at the meeting, there was a national worker there. I've got a Zoom meeting coming with him and another fellow. We're possibly going to take this to other states. Well, and to loop that back to the very first topic that we did, people are very aware that things are backwards. I mean, yeah. nobody's sitting yeah. around thinking like, oh, yeah, this world is 1980. really... Yeah, we are... <laughs> There's an awareness There's that, an that awareness. things are upside down. Things right. are not right. Things are not moving in a great direction. And that is actually a way to witness about Absol everything we just Absolutely. talked about. Yeah. You know, uh, on, on, a, on a funny level, uh, I'm reminded of the preacher that came up to the elderly person and knocked on the door, cold, cold turkey witnessing. Uh, Ma'am, do you ever think about the hereafter? And she said, all the time. I go into a room and I think, what am I hereafter? You know. <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah, yeah dad joke. Uh, but anyway, I, I couldn't agree more that, that we have a tailor-made opportunity to talk to people about their life and what, what's going on. And one, one more plug for the text for missionaries. Yes, if you want to get on three, three, the uh, two, two, two. Yeah, if you want Missions. To once a week, they text you the name of missionaries in different countries all over the world. Uh, I got mine two days ago, uh, and I have forgotten which. I prayed for it, and, uh, of course, my memory... Doesn't serve Charles me. and Mona Costa. There you go. Let's say, um, like pronounced myself, Costa, but that's okay. That we did text missions to the number, and we are not getting texts. Just wait. Takes longer. one month. Takes one month. Takes one All month right. for you to get on the thing. So, so just wait longer. That that's exactly right. If, if it goes past a month, let me know, and I'll I'll put a bug in their ear. Uh, so Charles or Charlie, I know him as Charlie Costa. Uh, he was an intern, like I was for John Smith for my dad when I was 14 years old. And and he was not the big wig missionary that he is now, but it was obvious he, he loved the Lord and was going to knock it out of the park. He famously preached an hour and 20 minutes at church one time. I never will forget it. And amens rang throughout oh, the building. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, me's and... and Sighs and looking at their watches and people just leaning their head back. Lord, will when will it end? And I just kept looking at mom like, is dad gonna do anything? It, I mean, surely it left a lasting impression. Yeah, yeah, surely there's a a law against this. I mean, we're supposed to go to pizza. We're gonna be the last ones there. It's Sunday night. What are we doing? And he just droned. <laughs> on and on. He had Did boards. you guys run him out of the country? Is, uh, no, is no. Yeah, right, right. Uh, if I'd have had my way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lebanon sounds good, buddy. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> one of the greatest missionaries we've ever had. <clears throat> and the only reason he preached an hour and 20 minutes is because he had something to say. I mean, it's yeah. a true story. Yeah. And I didn't have the maturity to stick with it. You know, I, I really didn't. Uh, and Dad was so gracious, you know. Um, it was kind of funny at this well, I better not say that, so let's move on. So that, that's all I, I wanted to share time, tonight. Though. Yeah, well, I'm sure we are. Oh, we are. Take all part. right. Well, thank you for your patience with us tonight for the good and the bad jokes, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys.